Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 386, recorded live on Sunday, November 16th, 2014. And here are your hosts, the man who was ready to record yesterday, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who instead had to wrangle a balloon and then watch EMU get slaughtered, outright slaughtered. Andy Lowe, hi. The score is like 50-something to 9. Um, no. No? What was the score? 51 to 7. Okay, so I was giving Eastern too much credit. Yes. Hey, they scored. They scored uh, with 4 minutes and 45 seconds left in the third quarter. This was the annual Eastern-Western game. Yes. Right? This was kind of a big deal for people from Eastern and Western. It's, It's their traditional rivalry. Especially since Eastern had played kind of the upset player the last two years. Or Western was doing good, and then Eastern somehow came and won the last two years. And so, Bearing in mind that that's like the only game that Eastern won each year. No, they, they were okay last year. This year they're 2-8, and eight, so... Yeah, well, Michigan's not doing much better. <laughs> yeah. Michigan didn't play last week, right? Or yesterday? I don't know. I've stopped paying attention to Michigan. Uh, most people have. Like, this is... I have friends who are from, if you'll excuse me, the Ohio State University. Uh, and at this point, they, they aren't even making fun of me for it anymore. And I think that's worse. Like, at this point, they just give me these pitiful looks of, like, I'm sorry? Yeah, so um, one of the stations we have is the flagship station for Western Michigan football. Okay. So I, on Friday, decided to wear my Eastern gear just for kicks and gills. And they all look at me, and I'm like, uh, just give me this one. I know we're going to get destroyed tomorrow. It's, <laughs> But it's my alma mater. I got to cheer for it. Oh, gotta is a strong word. So um, you, you, you identify with them, and so you're going to cheer for them. Yes. Same reason I cheer for U of M. I identify as a Michigan graduate. Yeah, I, I knew it was a, a bad thing, though, because Western Michigan uh, opening kickoff. Okay, Did they score? 92 yards. <laughs> for a touchdown? For a touchdown. Oh, man. At one point. Well, so here, here's the question, though. Yes. Were there any safeties in the game? No. Then that's not as bad as it could have been. Okay, here's a question for you. Guess when the first time Western Michigan had to punt the ball. Third quarter. Okay. What time in the third quarter? Uh, What time did Eastern score? Eastern scored at 4.45. Left in the quarter? Yes. So I'm going to guess six left in the quarter. Nope. 3.22 left in the quarter. Not bad. Not bad. So that means that Eastern scored and then held Western back that Western had to punt. Yes. So if you look at just that segment of the game, Eastern did amazing. Yeah, but if, if you look only at- they had played the rest of the game like that. Oh man, it was it was bad. Hey, it's not as bad as the fifty-five nothing win that Michigan had over them a couple years ago. Yeah. The okay, so Western's got the the ROT group that has the cannon that fires every time Western scores, right? Yeah, they were running out of ammunition. <laughs> like I, it, from what we heard with the crowd, um, they had like four shots left. It's like, please, guys, don't score again. Please, don't score again. Please, don't score again. It's like yeah, we didn't plan for this. <laughs> we only got four shots left, and they were doing like one at the end of the quarter. And people are like, really? You, end of the quarter? It's Shouldn't you guys be, you know, like conserving your ammo there a little bit? (laughs) 
They probably had an order in for more ammunition. Oh, it oh, it was bad. It sounds pretty rough. Yeah. It wasn't as bad, though, because um, Orc gave me some of their tickets, which were in the club level. Ooh. So we like we had the, the unlimited buffet and drinks. Nice. So I drowned my sorrows in a very delicious pasta salad and hot dogs and rib tips and chicken breast. Okay, usually when someone talks about drowning their sorrows, Andy, it's because you are drowning it with booze. Oh, there was no booze, but there was plenty of Mountain Dew. <laughs> Uh, I made I did an interesting experiment yesterday. And I so you know I don't like Mountain Dew. Yes. Okay. But I do enjoy Mountain Dew Livewire. Yes. I also enjoy Jello. Did you make Livewire Jello shots? I made li- well, it wasn't shots. Ah. It was just Livewire Jello. I went and bought some unflavored gelatin. Yes. And I used it with Livewire. It's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to do it again. The the sugar content just it's weird to say this. There's not enough sugar in Mountain Dew to do this. <laughs> now, here's the other question. Have you tried the yeah. new lemonade Mountain Dew flavor? There's a lemonade Mountain Dew flavor? There's a lemonade Mountain Dew flavor. Uh, huh. Have you tried it? Yes. What do you think? Isn't Mountain Dew supposed to already be like citrus? Yes. So isn't lemonade just redundant? Well, it's a different citrus flavor and one that I am not really much of a fan of. But you see the Mountain Dew flavor and you're like, well, I got to try this out. Right. The problem is I don't want to buy a 12 pack of it because what if I don't like it? That's why it was just a 20 ounce. I'm like, okay, this is a perfect size. Uh, I guess I could go down to the gas station. Yeah, so there's a lemonade flavor, and then there's also, I haven't been able to find it yet, but there's the Dorito-flavored Mountain Dew. I'm staying away from that. (laughs) I am staying so far away from that, it is not funny. And yet you're laughing. Because I I can see you just like, Mountain Dew? Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Well, because remember, for me, it's not even like, oh, Mountain Dew, cool. Most Mountain Dew to me is a negative thing. Yeah. This just compounds the negativity. Double nope. Nope, nope, nope. So we got to food again and yes. football again. Yep. <laughs> we, we have a tendency to do that. So should we try and move away from food and football? Random Access Podcast, your food and football podcast. <laughs> food, football, and tech, is that what we do? <laughs> Well, not food, sports, and tech. Food, sports, and tech. Except that neither of us are really like a sports guy. I can handle my own in most situations. You, you have the, you have enough of the language to have a discussion. Yes, I can. I can mimic. But recalling player names and facts and statistics. What's Wisconsin's record this year? The Badgers. I don't know what their current record is. What's Eastern's record this year? Two and. Eight. What's Eastern's record last year? Uh, Who's Eastern's coach? Nope, nothing. <laughs> then you probably aren't going to get the next question, which is who's their athletic director? No idea. As I said, you have the language. I have the language. I don't have the knowledge. You don't have the knowledge. Neither of us are sports guys. No. We both have the language. We can talk about most sports. Yes. We understand the basic rules of most sports. Yes. We do not have the knowledge. No. So, with that in mind, let's not talk about sports. Let's talk about Desert Bus. 
Desert Bus 8 is going on right now. And I can say that because they still have a hundred bastards. I have 134 hours still left to go as we're recording. So I know by the time this podcast goes live, they will still be desert busing. Keep in mind, though, that just because it's when we go live doesn't mean that's when people listen to it. True. (laughs) If you're somehow. okay, so let's see. 12 hours from now, well, it's another eight, so about 20 hours from now, and they've got 90-some-odd hours left at the moment. They have 134 hours left right now. Well, they've been busing for 48 of the 134. Oh, okay. She's been doing this game for two hours and 41 minutes. Yes. Oh, God. The only thing you do in this game is press left. Uh, Well, you have to hold down the accelerator button. What happens if you stop? I don't know. Having never actually played this game, I don't know. Like, I can you st- can you just like be like, eh, okay, we're everyone off the bus. <laughs> I feel like you have to keep it traveling. It's the bus from Speed. Well, I don't know. There's got to be a desert bus online somewhere. Let's see what happens. Desert bus on? No, yeah. Oh, desert bus the game. Play desert bus in your browser. All right here we go. Are you seriously going to do this? Okay, Windows. How, 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 do I, how do I play this? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing. What, what's going on? Java's not installed. What? What do you mean Java's not installed? That's a new one. Did I not ever actually install Java on this computer? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've gone a couple months without installing Microsoft Office. And Only two. Yeah, there's Please. no Java on here. Wow. <laughs> I've gone two months without Office or Java. Without Office or Java on this computer. That is crazy. Just haven't needed them. No. It's not really that surprising. Yeah, most of the stuff now is probably being run on HTML5. That is, wow, that's surprising. All right, well, I guess I can't play Desert Bus right now. Okay. But somebody else is. So if you feel like donating to Child's Play, Desert Bus is one way to do it. Yep. And then you get to force people to sit there and play this incredibly boring game. I keep forgetting it's it's the distance between what two cities? Tucson and um shoot. Phoenix? Might be. I kinda wanna take it and like start modifying it. No, so Tucson Tucson to Vegas. Tucson to Vegas. So that there's oncoming traffic. <sighs> just randomly, there's oncoming traffic. You're staring at the screen, aren't you? I'm just trying to read if there's a way of if you have to keep it going, you can actually stop. Oh, there's a port of Desert Bus that you can play on your Android phone now. No! Oh, these poor people. Anyway, they've raised, what, uh, $125,000? $128,000 right now, so far. No, sorry, $125,000, you're right. Okay. They need $6,000 more to get to the next hour. Oh, in the next two days, they might get that. Two, three days, they might get that much. So they might have to do an extra hour. Oh, Desert Bus. I I don't know what they're doing right now. They're sitting around. They seem bored. No, they're dancing now. Oh. It's almost like the Harlem Shake. Okay, uh, new Raspberry Pi. Let's get off off of Desert Bus. This is draining my brain. It's so a new Raspberry Pi. It's the Model A Plus, which Ooh. Model A is like the the lower quality model that has the the less fewer RAM. Things. Yeah, and then the Model B is like the mid. Or the the high level one, right? Yes. So this is the A plus. Yes, they have because they back in was it July mm-hmm. they redid the Raspberry Pi Model B and they called it the B plus and now they basically took the advancements from the B plus and put it into the A model. So now there is the A plus. Huh. 
So what's on the A plus? Um, well, it's got more uh, GPIO headers. Those are the general purpose input output. Yes. Woo! I remembered that. It's got a different micro SD card. It's got a better audio card. It's actually smaller. It's just sixty five millimeters in length. Have you done anything with the Raspberry Pi yet? I have not. Have you wanted to do something with the Raspberry Pi yet? Maybe I just I don't know what I would do with it. I would. First off, I'd have to get one, and I probably would get the Model B Plus now. How much is the B Plus? B Plus is, what, 30... Do you really need the B Plus and not the A Plus? Well, I might, yeah, I might just get the A Plus now, because it's only 20 bucks. That might be a good start. To get the, the baseline one is only, you know, 20 And then you bucks. need to get, like, a breadboard and wires. <laughs> That's what Radio Shack is for. Does Radio Shack still sell that? Sometimes. See, let's see. Buy Model B Plus, twenty four pounds. Oh, because yeah, it's British. Are you looking in in British? Yeah, I'm looking at the British one. Uh, the B Plus is thirty five dollars before tax. Yeah. So if you want to start it out, you could get the Model A for twenty, but my guess is fifteen dollars more for what, Ooh, a second USB, twice the RAM, Ethernet, and four USB ports. Just two. No, I do believe the the B Plus. Oh, has total one. of four. Yep. Okay. Yeah, the Model A just has one. Okay. But it's so tiny. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, I have it. Now what am I going to do with it? But there's there's always, everybody's got lots of projects that you can do with it. My arcade cabinets, Tetris, <laughs> sending it up in a high altitude balloon, using it to open your garage door. That's what a garage door opener is for. I know, but... I don't need... Why do I need a Raspberry Pi to open my garage door when I have a garage door opener whose purpose is to open my garage door? Um, This one, you could use it... Well, if you hook it up to your cell phone, you could use it... You could open your garage door anywhere. I don't know why you would do that, because, you know... Got to have a very specific reason, you know, from opening your, your garage door while you're nowhere near Not your garage. There. Right. Like, what? what is the purpose of that? Controlling a coffee machine, Christmas lights, somebody put 64 of them in a cluster. And ran a server from it? That's 192 watts for power usage for the thing. All right, it's one of those things. What do you, what do you want to do with it? You have a general purpose computer. What yeah. do you do? Anything you I want to. send it learn. back through time with instructions on how to make more. Time travel's not possible. We already know this. Well, we don't already know this, but I feel like it's not possible. <laughs> Andy? Yeah? So you, you just equated your feeling to scientific fact, just so that you're aware of that. Yeah, I did, didn't I? Oops. Yep. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not possible, so it's not possible. <laughs> That's how much I know or feel. Okay. So Raspberry Pi. 20 bucks. 20 bucks for the Model A Plus. Yep. Supplies are limited currently. I'm on their store page right now. Ah, okay. But if you want it, order. And then let us know what you did with it, because I'd be very curious as to what you would do with a Raspberry Pi. As would I. Like, it's super cool. You have this little computer that you can do things with, but what are you going to do with it? I do not know. I don't know either. What else you, uh, What else we got here topic-wise? Uh, what else do we have topic-wise? Lollipop. This is just kind of a cool little interesting aside. This is not a huge, like, technical breakthrough or, like, oh, my God, whatever. Uh, But in Android 4.3, I think it's 4.3, was uh, KitKat. Yes. They they basically broke SD cards. Really? Like, most programs can't directly access the SD card anymore. Oh, well, that's stupid. Kind of sucky. Yeah. Yeah. So in Lollipop, they are fixing that in the sense of they are turning off the security that they had built in. So that's kind of cool and nice and makes me very happy because I want my SD card back. 
Which is good because there's a lot of times where it's like I don't have a lot of space on my phone internals. I would love to use that SD card that I have in there. Mm -hmm. When you can buy one of those like 64 gigabyte or 128 gigabyte SD cards versus the like, there's 8 gig internally in this phone. Well, that's not helpful. I need more than 8 gig. Never thought I'd say that. What's the Why would I ever quote? need more than 8 gigabytes? Uh, something like computers would never need more than 256K of RAM. Ah, yes. 256K couldn't hold an Office Word document now. So there's that. Uh, Arrow, or Aereo, however you pronounce it, has a, a little update for us. Oh, what are they? Are they moving to someplace else now? Well, they're closing one of their offices. So they're moving out of someplace. Well, moving implies that you are transferring. Oh, so they are. They're just cutting the cord. They are cutting this office out. They are saying, okay, uh, we can't support this anymore. So if you recall, they got sued. Yep. They, they, they got up to the Supreme Court through a series of losses and appeals. Yep. Supreme Court said, no, you really are just like a cable company. And they said, oh. And so then they went to the district court and said, hey, guess what? We're a cable company. And the district court said, no, you're not. <laughs> And so they've been fighting and they've been trying to get uh, venture capital and they've been trying to get money and they haven't been able to. And so they are closing their Boston office. It's a little sad where you get all up to the Supreme Court. They say one thing. You're like, all right, the Supreme Court said so. And they go back down to the district court and the district court still disagrees. Right. God, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Very sad. Too sad times for that company. Yeah. I wonder if they can just sell off their antenna technology. Because those little tiny antennas are like the size of a nickel. I don't know if it's their tech to sell. Oh. Like, it might be just someone else's. Well, that would suck then. <laughs> the one piece of interesting tech that comes out of this, they can't do anything with. Is it that interesting? I mean, is is I'm not familiar with antenna technology. Is that really, like, unheard of at this point or off the wall? Oh, the size of a nickel is quite surprising, especially if you're doing something with... TV antennas, which are normally in the UHF band. What's UHF? Uh, well, but these were just HD, weren't they? Still, they have to be broadcast over the television. Let's see. Wavelength, ultra high frequency VHF is 10 meters to 1 meter for a wavelength. So normally you'd want best oh, 10 meters to 1 meter, that's VHF. Nobody does really VHF anymore. I think everything's still in UHF, which is actually down to the uh, meter to 1 centimeter range. So, okay, so maybe it's not that exciting. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I've got this glazed look right now of like, sure. Those yeah, are when words. Start, when I start talking about frequencies and wavelength and those are waves, words. Yeah. Sorry. They are words that I'm I'm vaguely familiar with their meanings. So there's that. So speaking of the FCC and such. Uh did are, are we getting to this one? Do you want to hit other things instead first? Yeah, let's do let's do some of the other things first. Okay. Uh what else do we have in here? YouTube! I saw this the other day. YouTube was like, hey, you like to listen to music, don't you? I said, yes, of course I do. And so it said, you should try this thing, YouTube Music. What? Tell me more about YouTube Music, Andy. YouTube Music is a music subscription service for YouTube, i.e. you will pay $8 to $9 per month to offer access to Google Play's music library, as well as providing ad-free music videos, background playback capabilities, and offline caching for viewing without a connection. Or I could just use YouTube. Yes, but 
you could do YouTube without having to connect to the internet. When you, well, you have to connect it for one point, but then you how, can play it back. How without. often does that happen? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't. I don't think I've ever had a time where I've gone. Man, I really want to show you this YouTube video. But I don't have an internet connection. Yeah. Because phones? I assume that this is going to integrate with the mobile version of YouTube as well. I do believe so, yes. But isn't how is that different than Google Play? Like the Play Music. How is this not Google competing with itself for Play Music? I'm not exactly sure. This, I, I, I don't know. It's like, hey, the YouTube subscription you're just like okay why uh because why all right here we go usa today has why youtube's music key service is a big deal let's see what they actually say so it's like spotify yes because you can stream music yada 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 ten dollars a month yada 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 automatically playing videos not good i say that to the usa today website not you know this youtube one um there's nothing is there it, it um you can get uh, greater access to youtube videos that are you know um not the official ones so you know if somebody had a rare concert cut from i don't know when that isn't hasn't been officially released you still could have that on your youtube music i guess i'm still not seeing the reason why i would pay ten dollars a month for this right it's like i mean i i have been a pandora user for a while now. Like, is, is that what this is trying to compete against, is Pandora? Pandora, Spotify, Rhapsody, all those other music streaming websites and applications. Because they're not going to have a lot of success with that. I, I, I don't know. $10 a month, that makes... Little to no sense. Yes. I Google has see. some very smart people working for them, but sometimes I do not get their, their decisions like this. I'd like to point out that sometimes on those other decisions, Google has often gone back and said, like, oops, that was actually a mistake. Never mind. Yeah. I Okay. Provides ad-free music videos. So we get ad blocker somehow. I mean, that's cool, but that's not $10 cool. No. Background playback capabilities. There are already apps out there that you can do that. PV Star Plus is one of them. That's literally the first comment on there is like, background playback. PV Star already does that. Okay. So then um, offline caching. There's got to be a, an app for your phone that allows you to download YouTube videos. I mean, VLC on your computer lets you download YouTube videos. What? Okay, so there's that for your computer. What about for your phone? I don't know. There's got to be something on the Play Store that does that. Probably. Give me two seconds to check the Play Store. Okay. So many apps. I got to get rid of a bunch of these. Play Store. Okay, here we go. Search YouTube. Downloader. Oh, look at that. It's the second one on there. Download all videos. Look, it's an app that lets you download all videos. <laughs> oh, look at all of the YouTube download apps. There are so many of them. Okay, so I don't even need the, the subscription for that part of it. So why would I pay the $10? I don't know. There is no reason to. No, no there's not. So, yeah. So that's a thing, I guess. Don't know why it's a thing, but it's a thing. So, should we uh, talk about BlizzCon since we didn't do that last week? Sure. Okay, out of BlizzCon, two things that I saw that were important. Do you want to talk about Overwatch first, or do you want to talk about Hearthstone first? Let's do Overwatch first. Overwatch. Overwatch is Blizzard's new, new IP. Yes. Like, actual new IP. Yes. The first time in 18 years. So what is Overwatch? It is Blizzard's take on Team Fortress 2. Yeah. 
Now, let's let's be clear. I believe we've brought this up. I think we brought this up recently. Blizzard doesn't do original. No. Right? This is everything they do is just copying something else and doing it really well. Taking an idea and putting a Blizzard twist on it. Right. So Overwatch is Blizzard's take on Team Fortress 2. Heroes of the Storm is Blizzard's take on Dota. Yep. Warcraft was Dune. Hearthstone is Magic the Gathering. It's even yeah, all even their console games from way, way, way back when were total ripoffs of other people's ideas. But they do a really good job with it. Yes. I spent so, a, probably a half hour after this was announced. First off, watching their announcement film. That's the six-minute film. Yeah, the six-minute film was actually pretty it's, good. It's a six-minute Pixar movie. Yeah, no, that's... If you got six minutes and you just... You don't even have to care about the game. Just watch the... the it's an adorable Pixar movie. Yeah, action-adventure Pixar movie. Um, then I watched the uh, character preview one. Yep. I went through all of the characters and little things about each one of them. Yep. And then I watched a couple of gameplay videos of people actually like playing the game and talking about it. Oh, so you haven't done the individual character videos? No, they're individual character videos. There's videos that go through each of the characters and their powers. I think that was the one I saw where it looked no. like a sort of like a, a You you did the one where it was like here's each of them and like here's their general ability, but it was like all of them one after the other? Yes. Each character actually has their own videos where they show you the gameplay of every one of their powers. Oh, I have not seen those yet. Yep. So I know what you're doing for the next half hour after we record. Damn it. Where are those located? YouTube. All right. <laughs> YouTube music. That's where they are. That's why you want to spend the $10. So I can watch those videos without... No, I'd still have to have internet access first to download them. Why don't I just yeah. watch them then? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so the idea with Overwatch is... Whereas Team Fortress 2 is like strictly role-based first-person shooter. Yes. You know, you have the scout, you have, like, they are named after their role. Scout, yes. heavy, medic. A lot of those same roles exist in Overwatch, but the characters are far more unique. So it's it's more like Dota or, or League of Legends in that every character has their own powers and it looked like it might limit it to one of each character per side. Ooh, excuse me. Uh, but that, that hasn't been really confirmed. In fact, not a lot of information has been confirmed about this. Very little information has been confirmed about this. But it still looks so cool. Andy. Sorry, I'm looking through some of the other characters. There's Andy. All right. Focus. No. Okay. If you look this, at the article. This show I only works if it's a conversation. Okay, but I'm saying is there's still characters in the, the the article I linked about Overwatch. Yes. In the top picture. Yes. There is a guy in a cowboy hat. Yeah. Who the hell is that guy? Uh, probably a future character. Because. They have not released all the characters. No, no, they haven't. Just really. like Dota, just like uh, League of Legends, they're going to continue to add more. I love the fact that one of the characters is a robot that turns into a turret. Yes. Your power is to sit somewhere and shoot things. It's like a heavy on defense. <laughs> Engineer builds his little machine to give me ammo, and I just plant myself next to it, fire yep. up the minigun. And shoot. And shoot. Now, I mean, this game has, has a lot of potential. Blizzard does good job with games. They do a very good job with games. But it could also be terrible. How so? It could be subscription-based. Ooh. It could be 
uh, terribly, terribly unbalanced. I mean, that would be really weird for Blizzard because they tend to focus very hard on balancing. Yes, yes, they do. It's going to be really slow to come out. It is a Blizzard game, so we have no idea when it's actually going to come out. Yep. Supposedly it's supposed to go into beta next year. So with my track record of somehow getting into Blizzard betas, I'll let you know if I can. <laughs> very it's, nice. It's, it's a very odd thing. It's like, how the hell am I getting into all these betas? I don't know. So I, I have a question for you, Andy. Yes. And this is a very sensitive topic right now that I've been debating whether or not I should bring up. Uh, because other stuff also came out of BlizzCon, and not the least of which the fact that this didn't really come out of BlizzCon, but BlizzCon was timed where it was because Warlords of Draenor was released a couple days ago. Yes, yes it was. So I want to I just propose something. If you have a friend who comes to you and says, I'm going to do crack... Whether or not you do crack. But do you want to do crack with me? How do you respond? The answer is always no. No, don't do crack. Don't right, do but, drugs. But they're going to do crack. Dave, winners do not do drugs. Okay, well thank you for letting me know that. Elvis didn't do no drugs. Didn't he? It's a, it's a bullshit reference. Have okay. you seen Penn and Teller's bullshit? Uh, I have seen Penn and Teller's bullshit sometimes. <laughs> It was one of their episodes where they just kept on quoting that line over and over again. Okay. But the answer is no. Uh, then I might have given the wrong answer. Why? Who asked you to play? Friend out here. Uh. So, Warlords of Draenor is kind of fun. <laughs> Full disclosure. And please, like, if, you, if you're going to make fun of me for it, make fun of me for it now and get it over with. I ordered a one-month subscription to WoW. Now, did you order that with an automatic renewal? Well, you don't have a choice. I mean, I could have got a, a bought a, a game card, but then I would have had to go buy the game card and then come back. So I did it online with the automatic renewal, but I'm planning on turning it off. Uh, no, I'm, we, we bought a one month as a trial. We are potentially doing three months, and then that's going to be it. So in mid-February, you can come back and ask. Like, I'm going to remember in mid-February. Okay. They've got it back into WoW. Kate's already shaking her head. Yep. As I said, if you're going to make fun of me, make fun of me now. But part of the fun is the, the because you are continuing a subscription means I feel like I should have a continuing subscription of the ability to make fun of you. Nope. If you're going to make fun of me, make fun of me now. No, I'm going to keep making fun of you as long as you keep on having a subscription to WoW. Okay, so you can make fun of me for this month. Or possibly nope. the next three months. Nope. Possibly the next three months, but for right now, just this month. For what it's worth, because of WoW, we've gotten more house cleaning done in the last week than in, like, the last month. Why? Were you waiting to uh, log on? No, we made an agreement that said, like, we have to do time outside of the game in order to do time in the game. It has to be devoted to either the betterment of the house or the betterment of self. So my idea of doing a Hearthstone match and then doing 15 minutes of cleaning the apartment before I go back. Yeah, same idea. I can't deny that it's a, it's a decent idea. Yep, got the kitchen cleaned up, started attacking some of the boxes that have been sitting around. I've started doing lunges and squats, and my legs are killing me. Your legs are killing you? Yes. Thanks for asking. Oh, how are your legs, Andy? <laughs> After your, like, marathon, it's been a week, two weeks, I figured you were fine by now. No, I'm good. I actually was able to walk the parade with the balloon. And then I went back and walked part yeah. of the parade again with the curling club. See? And then I That's why I didn't it. ask, because I knew that you were fine. No, that's true. By the way, I have people out here who really, really want your running app. Oh, the one that will text people? Yep. All right, let me get 
started on that one. I got to figure out where my Android programming books are. Yep. Wait, are they Android or are they iOS? Uh, Android. Okay. Which is good because I have no idea what to do for iOS. Probably be even easier on iOS, actually. Might be. Anyway, Overwatch. If it's free to play, yes. I see it doing incredibly well. Yes. If it's pay one time, I can see it doing relatively well. If it's subscription based, I do not see it doing well at all. Well, hopefully they've learned from TF2 because TF2 started out as a one time only purchase and then went free to play and is making yeah. buku bucks. So hopefully Blizzard has seen yep. that and gone. Well, but, but Blizzard, but Blizzard has Blizzard also said, Blizzard. like, we don't want to do hats. So how would they monetize this outside of causing a subscription? Right. Because it looks like the time and effort they put into this, they want to keep it around for a while. They could still do skins. They just don't want to do, like, add a hat, five bucks. (laughs) I don't know. Look at what Riot did with League of Legends. True. Oh, those skins. Right. So Blizzard could pretty easily do skins without having to resort to hats. No, I could see that. So if... yes. If it's a one-time purchase, or yes. if it's a free-to-play, or if it's a subscription, would you want to get it in all three of those cases? Two out of the three? One out of Two three? out of the three. Two out of the three? One-time of purchase three. and free-to-play? Yeah. Okay. I'd be much happier with it being free-to-play, but if it's a one-time purchase, I will, I will pay that toll to have access. Because, Andy, you can play a giant gorilla with glasses named Winston... Or this evil sniper named Widowmaker. I hear things in the background. Yeah, Kate had a bag of popcorn, and then she uh, cut open the bag of popcorn to try and make it less noisy. It didn't work. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, what else came out of BlizzCon? Something else for you. Goblins versus gnomes. Gnomes! And goblins. 120 gnomes. brand new cards for Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Hearthstone, sorry. 120 new cards. So they're claiming that this is like the first expansion. So what was Nax then? Nax was kind of like a single player experience. Okay. Is Nax still there? Yes, Nax is still there. The the free uh, first wing is gone though. So now you'd actually have to pay money or gold to get in for all of them. That's kind of too bad, but okay. Well, you still had to pay for all the rest of the wings of Nax anyway. Yeah. You know, I haven't been in Hearthstone since Nax. I have. Yes, you play almost every day, yeah? Normally I, I try and get a game or two in during lunch. Did you like that uh, little Easter egg in the Overwatch trailer? Yes, with the guard playing Hearthstone. Yes. I heard it, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what he's doing. I don't even have to look. Yep. And he was playing it on some futuristic tablet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's going to be interesting because they're adding mechs to it, and there are lots of cards that will actually base. It's it's kind of like you know how they were murlocs and pirates. Yep. Now there's mechs, and so there are other cards that will base off of you having mechs on your deck or in the board or anything like that. That's cool. I like it. I like it. That's a good idea. But yeah, speaking of Blizzard balancing things, there's the acidic swamp ooze. It's two mana card. Where it's it's a bane in the heart of rogues. Because rogues could play a weapon that's their two mana, and then suddenly drops the acidic uh, swamp ooze, kills the guy, and now there's a 3-2 on the board with you without having any chance of attacking it. Okay. There's now uh, like basically a counter for that one. So Bliss is actually taking the idea of cards that they, they don't want to do anything with their normal deck, but this expansion gives them a chance to actually counter things that have been in the metagame for a while. Ah, 
So, so how do you how do you do this uh, concept of an expansion with a free to play game? Does everyone get the expansion? Yes, everyone has the ability to purchase the cards. Do you have to purchase the cards? Well, just like the expert decks, you know how they were 100 gold? Yep. The new packs are also going to be 100 gold. Okay. And I do believe you're able to earn the new packs by completing an arena, which is kind of annoying for me because I don't have all of the original cards yet. So now you're going to get both Yes. in arena? You poor, poor thing. We'll have to play arena for the new ones, but then also spend money on just buying the packs, which is not as fun because... How do you not have all the cards yet? Because I have not spent a dime, it takes me a while to earn enough gold to go into an arena. And my arena runs have actually been not as good lately. But, I mean, are you also uh, disenchanting the, the duplicates you get? Yes. And using the whatever dust to make new ones? Yes. The problem with that, though, is you disenchant a normal card, and it's five dust. And it takes, like, a hundred dust. To make a normal card. Uh, Yeah. 400 for the rares, like, 1,600 for the legendaries. Yeah. So it it takes a while to build up enough dust to make a card. Okay. Yeah, my arena runs right now. I'm actually at 48% win rate right now. Not making me happy, but keep trugging along. Okay. What is Project Beyond? Project Beyond is done by Samsung, because you know they're doing their VR headset to go along with all the gear stuff that they're doing? Yes. It's 16 cameras arranged in a disc, and they capture video from all the cameras at the same time, so you can get a 360-degree view from the camera in video. Huh. That's cool. So, yeah, you could get your $200 VR headset and then go out here with your little camera and record something and then be able to send that video of a concert, of a sporting event, of something. To a VR headset. To the VR Where you headset. have a 360-degree view. Yes. That's cool. Although you wouldn't be able to move around in it, right? It's just you're in the center. You are wherever the camera was. Yes. When people talk about having a fully immersive VR experience, it's not, oh, I get to turn and look in any direction. It's, oh, I get to move move. through this. No, we're not at that point yet. This one is just okay. I mean, if you got look in any direction, if you got enough of these cameras (laughs) and enough processing power, you could do that. Oh, the processing power is going to be the hard part, though. Yep. Because I don't think everybody wants to have a server rack in their basement. Uh, that's because people are wrong. I know. Especially in the winter, man. I, I was thinking um, of, of what I could do to like put a server in the basement and how would I cool it. And I'm like, oh, well, in the winter, that's really easy. I just need to send a line outside. <laughs> We've got a portable air conditioning unit in our server in Kalamazoo here. It's yep. 80 degrees in my office at any time. Why is it 80 degrees in your office at any time? Because I've got two server racks in there. <laughs> Whew. Yeah, like I'm looking outside and it's 27 degrees. The problem is you'd have to filter that outside air. Well, no, it wouldn't be the air. Oh, you just take, it'd be a heat exchange outside. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I'd just run like a coolant line out the wall. Out the wall to some copper tubing that's in a coil. Yep. And then just pump it back in again. And bring it right back in. That could work. You could also, um, I wonder if you could run it underground. Yeah, but then I'd have to dig. <laughs> I mean, kind of ideally it would be into a pool. Yes. Right? Because water's rate of exchange is much, much higher than air's. Oh, so much higher than air. But then it's I like, also have to make sure that I'm actually pumping out enough heat that that pool doesn't 
freeze. freeze. Yeah. It's actually a survival tip. If you fall in icy water, you're, you're actually supposed to try and get as much of your body out of the water as possible. Yes. And also, Even if you can't pull yourself out, like yes. get most of your body out. Yes. And hope that you have a beard because then if your hair freezes to the ice, it will actually keep you out of the Ow. water if you... If you Ow. Yes, I know. It would be quite painful. Ow. Still having some sort of anchor so if you pass out and you don't fall in... Kate's staring at me now, wondering how we got to this topic of conversation. Weren't we talking about Samsung? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, can can I hit the the big news of the week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much is this camera? Uh, they have not. I don't think they've announced a price yet. Okay. No, they haven't yet. But they're uh, they just announced that it's going to be coming out. So. Okay. So, big topic: President Obama. Okay. Here's here's the here's what happened. Uh, first off, on okay. Monday, President Obama uh, released a video stating that. Um, he's rejecting the FCC's previous pretty proposed rules, and he wants them to list broadband internet service providers as Title II. Okay. Title II being on par with your regular phone service. It's, it's a utility. Yes. It is not a service. It is a utility. It is water and phone and electricity. Okay, because he said that the internet has become an essential part of everyday communication and everyday life, which I do not disagree with at all. Right. It's one of those things where it's like you, you see the people at the library all the time who are um, needing to use the internet for any sort of um, job posting. Yep. You go to a job fair, 90% of the time is, here's our website, please but post I'm, your resume. But I'm here and want to give you my resume and yeah. talk to you so that you hire me. Nope. <laughs> you, you, you go to a, a job fair now and they'll be like, well, here's our website. Why did I come here if I could just go to your website? That is an excellent question I asked many times during these job fairs. Did you actually ask it to those people? Yes. What did they say? They said it's company policy. They have no control over it. I'm like, well, that's just great. So why am I? I basically just was go to the job fair to figure out, A, if they actually have any openings, and B, get all the stuff together in one spot, rather than having to have me go and scour the internet for it. Okay. Okay, so the uh, Obama said, hey, we want the FCC to classify everything as Title II. The problem is he actually has no authority to force the FCC to do anything. Right, because the FCC is an independent board. Yes, so it's just like the Supreme Court where you can nominate the people to be on the FCC Board of Commissioners, but you cannot tell them how to think. So the FCC in response said, yeah, thanks for the, uh, the input. We'll take your opinion into consideration, basically. And Tom Wheeler, uh, during another conference on uh, later that day with uh, Google, Yahoo, Etsy, and other web companies, uh, Wheeler said that uh, he understands and he wants what you want, which is an open internet, but he has to figure out how to split the baby. Is he really making a King Solomon reference? I do believe so. There's no baby to split! <laughs> well, he doesn't want the ISPs to get upset if he sides basically with the consumers. What the hell are they going to do? Stop giving him money? Well, or they could stop uh, building everything out because on Wednesday, AT&T, in response to what Obama had said, which even though Obama's speech has nothing that he can do about it, it's just an opinion that he posted out to the world. AT&T on Wednesday said that they are halting all future fiber rollouts 
until a resolution on this net neutrality can be reached. Oh, God, just nationalize it already and say, the, here are the pipes. They said, we can't go out and invest this kind of money deploying fiber to hundred cities, not knowing under what rules those investments will be governed. So they're trying to hold it ransom. Yes. Ah, I'm I'm twitching in anger and frustration. AT and T said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we we could roll out fiber to these hundred cities." Which first off, they didn't actually say that they're going to. They just said that they are going to study the there there are a hundred potential cities where they could roll out fiber. So they didn't actually say we're going to do this. They just kind of said, "Eh, we'll look here, we'll look there. Maybe, well, maybe we might roll out fiber. Who knows?" But now we're definitely not. Yeah, now we're definitely not. I mean, you guys are screwing up this whole net neutrality thing. We don't know what the rules are going to be, so we're going to stop everything. Which the FCC the next day in response to this said, "Oh, you're going to stop everything because of these rules? Well, um, we'd love to f- uh, figure out why." What? The FCC sent a letter to AT and T saying, "If it's this, this is causing so much problems with you." We want to know why. <laughs> really? So the, the FCC asked for data regarding the company's current plans for fiber development, specifically the current number of households to which fiber is deployed and the breakdown by technology and geographical area of the deployment, the total number of households which the company planned to, to deploy their fiber to prior to the company's decision to limit deployment to the 2 million households and the breakdown of technology and geographic area of that deployment, and the total number of households to which the company currently plans to deploy fiber, including the 2 million households, and the breakdown of technology and geographic area of deployment after this announcement. And then a description of whether the AT&T fiber-to-the-premises investment model demonstrates that fiber deployment is now unprofitable, and whether the fiber to the 2 million homes following the acquisition of DirecTV would be unprofitable, because they want to buy DirecTV as well, which is they're putting this also on hold because of that. Mm-hmm. And then all documents relating to the company's decision to limit AT&T's deployment to the fiber of 2 million homes following the acquisition of DirecTV. So AT&T said, well, this happens. We're not going to do anything. And the FCC said, all right, show us the paperwork. Why? And since the FCC is the one in charge of their merger with DirecTV, the FCC can say, <laughs> like, we're going to put your merger on hold until we get these actual hard and fast numbers. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so AT&T kind of tried to, tried to do a blackmail and the FCC called their bluff and said, okay, come on. Okay. So you, you, you don't want to, ch- okay, what's going on, AT&T? Tell me. Tell me a little bit more. Tell me about your issues. Let's work through some of this together. <sighs> it's just been a fun week. <laughs> and oh, I'm not man. even going to touch Ted Cruz calling net neutrality Obamacare because that is just... No, no, no. Obamacare for the internet. Oh yeah, sorry. Obamacare for the internet. I'm, it's I'm just Obamacare for the internet. Uh, I think that we're just going to leave that one and say go read the oatmeal's take on that whole issue. Yes, please do. Do yourself the favor. There's some really good oatmeal pages. Yes, that one. That one's a good one, and the mantis shrimp is another really good one. Also, some of his stuff on running is also good. Really? Yeah, he did. He'd actually think I did a whole book about running. Ooh. Have you read his Mantis Shrimp comic? No, not yet. Do you know what the Mantis Shrimp is? No. It is not a mantis, nor is it a shrimp. shrimp. Oh, really? It is a crustacean. Hmm. It is a crustacean that you will almost never find in an aquarium. 
because its appendages can go out at like greater than the speed of sound, basically, and create an underwater shockwave to dismember its prey. Holy guacamole. The the comparison they make in the comic is if if we could move our arms as quickly as the mantis strip moves its claws, we could throw a baseball into orbit. (laughs) It moves the water so fast it causes cavitation. So it actually creates empty space in the water that the water then collapses on and does it at such a speed that when the water collapses, it creates light. That's... Huh. It's really cool. No, I'll go... I'll have to hunt that one down. Yes. Okay, is there anything else you want to hit before we get to the randoms? I'm good. Okay. Random review. Dave? Not really, not really random so much. We've known this one was coming. Uh, Sid Meier's Beyond Earth. Civilization 5-ish? Very Civilization 5-ish. No, no, um, that's, that's my title for it. It's Civilization 5, colon, ish. Ish. Beyond Earth. Um, In parentheses, Beyond Earth. It's good. I like it a lot. Like, it's good. It is a very well-designed game because it's basically Civ Five. I love how when I first said... Shush! Shush! It's Civ Five. Shush! You're like, no, it's not Civ Five. So here are a couple differences, though. Civ Five focused a lot more on micro. Civ Five focused a lot more on, like, um, making sure each city is working optimally. Beyond Earth is a little less that. Beyond Earth also really, really simplifies a lot of things in Civ Five that the expansions tried to address but didn't do a whole really good job of it. Like, like city-states. Ah. So city-states in Beyond Earth uh, are not like independent nations. They are basically trading partners. So you, okay. you send a trade convoy to them and they give you stuff back. And it's not always money. It could be science, it could be culture, it could be whatever. So it's sort of like Brave New Worlds trading. Well, except that, again, they aren't like independent little mini-nations. They don't make units. If you go to war with them, the only thing you have to fight is their city. They also don't all band together. If you go to war with one, the other ones don't all declare war on you because none of them can declare war because they don't have units. Okay. They don't have territory, they don't have units, they just are there. Uh, Also, when you capture them, you don't get them as a city. They become ruins for your explorers to go and dig up. Gotcha. Uh, Spy. Spying has been totally overhauled. So you don't get spying automatically anymore. It's not just like, oh, congratulations, you got to this period in the tech tree because there's no tech tree. It's a tech web. Yeah, Uh, I've seen a picture. Oh, my gosh. It takes a little bit to get used to, but there are filters to help and there's ways to search. And what it really means is that you get incredibly increased flexibility in how you want to play. Yeah, because... I can <laughs> If you don't want if you don't care about this tech, you don't need to get that tech. Rather than Civ Five, or you, you have to get it anyway. Sooner or later you're going to have to do it. Yep. You might not need to get horseback riding until the industrial era, but you're going to get horseback riding. Yeah. Well in this one, you you might not. You can go around it. You can't get the subtechs that are based off of it. Certain technologies are are stem and others are leaf. And so you have to get the stem ones if you want to get the leaves. Um, so so anyway, tech spies, right. Spying became a lot easier to manage and also a lot cooler and also a lot more important. If you uh, let spies go unchecked, you can be in big, big trouble. Spies can, at the very basic level, just generate gold energy is what they call it. 
or they can generate science, or they can even steal technology, basically copies the tech. A spy can also steal units or perform some action to uh, attack the city, depending on whether or not you are purity, harmony, or supremacy. They all have different actions to attack the city. Or if the spy has been left unchecked for too long, they can even steal the city. Oh. That's going back to like Civ 2 and Civ 3. Yeah. Espionage can actually steal cities, including capital cities. The victories are much nicer because it's kind of a combination. You don't just focus, oh, I'm doing a cultural victory. Oh, I'm doing a science victory. Most of the victories require you to do a mixture of things. So they all have some sort of scientific requirement. You have to get X uh, technologies, and then you build this thing. And then based on what you built, you have to do something. So like harmonies is you research these three technologies, and then you build a mind flower, and then you wait for it to bloom. And there's buildings you can build to increase, to uh, decrease the wait time. Mm. For supremacy, the, the kind of classic supremacy victory, you research this technology, you build this gate, and then you build buttloads of military and send them through the gate back to Earth. <laughs> Because you are reconquering Earth. So things like that. Hmm. Or, and of course, there's the ever-present kill everyone victory. Yes, that's, that's always it. That's always there. Yeah. Um, units are very different. Graphics are interesting. Uh, units upgrade automatically now. So when you research the next tech, uh, I, I shouldn't say when you research the next tech, most units don't upgrade based on tech. They upgrade based on your affinity. So when you first get your soldiers, they upgrade to Marines when you've got an affinity of like one in any of the three. And then when it gets up to six in any of the three, they become that kind of affinities normal melee unit. But the upgrade happens automatically. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to pay for it. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. Okay. Um, you start out super weak compared to the planet, and by the end, you laugh at the planet. So just like barbarians, but not barbarians. Barbarians, but not barbarians. If you treat the planet as barbarians, you are going to get slaughtered. So the the planet has its own things, and they are actually non-aggressive unless you start attacking them or going near their nests. Hmm. But, like it, but it still feels just like Civ Five. <laughs> There's way more improvements, too. So, like, uh, you know, there's there's farm, there's lumber mill, there's energy factory, which is basically gold mine. Uh, but there's also, like, you can generate health, which is happiness, uh, or you can generate uh, a bunch of production at the cost of something else, or a bunch of this at the cost of this. So there's, there's like, 12 different tile improvements you can build. Well, that should definitely add to the variety. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> a one problem. Civ 5 is at some point now it's like okay it's a grassland next to a river you're going to build a farm there or a trading outpost really yeah you could would you maybe really if it's a grassland on hills next to a river build a mine yes you could build a mine but in this one, you could build a bio well, or you could build a farm, or you could build uh, a manufacturing center or a mine. So how is the multiplayer aspect of it? It's great. We're probably playing it this afternoon. <laughs> uh, it, it has the same issue with Civ Five, though, with multiplayer. It's a hard issue to tackle, which is 
what do you do for military? Is it wrong to do a military victory with the, the main difference that with military, when you conquer someone, they're out of the game? Well, that's always the problem with multiplayer games. Right. I would say like that's still a problem. Yeah, but that's that's a given. That's nothing you can do about that. Yep. Or if you conquer them, but don't kick them out of the game, then they still have to sit there and play and have no chance of winning. Could be like the time where I just said, screw it, I'll let, let Dave win if I can help him. Yep. Oh, well. So, so it's, is, it's a good game. It's a great game. Uh, 30 bucks is probably the upper limit of where I would start spending money on it at this point, knowing what I know. But if you can get it for under 30 bucks, do it. I'm verifying that it's currently on my wish list. Beyond Earth, currently 50? Maybe 35. 35 would be a good amount. Am I not signed in? What? This makes no sense. I don't know, but we should probably get to the random topic. Yeah. All right. Random topic. I rolled ahead of time. Yes. If you die and discover you are perpetually recording an episode of the Random Access Podcast, will you think you are in heaven or hell? Purgatory is not an option, huh? I guess not. So I guess we're either hitting Dante's Inferno or oh, what's the paradise? Is it paradise? I don't know. So, so just kind of thinking about that from your perspective... We are continually recording it means that you never have to edit it. So basically it's you are stuck with your co-host talking about things that you enjoy for eternity. Yes, but A, is time still passing in a normal fashion, i.e., are we still going to get topics? (laughs) Or do we have to stretch our existing topics to eternity? Uh, I'm going to go with we can continue to add topics as they come up. Hmm. I'm not sure. Well, especially since the headphones that I am currently wearing start to get, because of my glasses, start to get painful after a while. Like, even now, they're starting to bug me because I was uh, earlier watching an episode of Arrow. So I feel like if I had to keep these headphones on for eternity, I... oh. Uh, see, I, I imagine, like, because it's either eternal punishment. Yes. Right? That would be hell. Or it's eternal reward. So I'm thinking, like, in the heaven version of it, topics are coming to us. We can sit here. Guests will appear and disappear. Uh, food appears. We could take, like, breaks every couple of minutes and just put on, like, a random topic recap halfway through. The editing we, happens automatically. Yeah, the, the editing would have to happen automatically then, because I can't edit it while right. I'm recording. Well, but that's that. that's heaven, right? That's the eternal reward. The eternal punishment would just be like, we are stuck here and have to edit and record at the same time. I feel like if this was, if it was not an ideal situation of all the stipulations that you just previously mentioned, it would be hell. It would be hell. Yeah. But there would have to be some big caveats for it to be but heaven. The the other side of it of like you get to spend eternity chatting with your friend, just talking about cool stuff that interests you. That premise of it would be eternal reward. Yes. The you have to produce a show continuously. That part would be hell. Yes. Oh yes. Does that satisfy this topic? I do believe so. Yeah. It's... And neither of us feel bad for saying that it would be hell because it wouldn't be hell in that we are there with our our co-host. It would just be hell because we'd have to do all the behind-the-scenes work while we were recording. And the, the physical ability of me trying to do this for forever. Yep. Would be very taxing on the mind, body, and soul. Yep. All right. Well, thank God that. that this is not an internal episode, though. It means internal you can actually find what eternal, right? Yeah, that's what I said, right? I heard internal. Oh. I don't know what an internal episode is. 
next episode where I just sit and staring at the microphone and have it in your head. <laughs> in my head. Andy, you might need a vacation. Oh, what's the line from Birdcage and Eclectic? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen Birdcage? I know I should. Martha Graham, Martha Graham, Martha Graham. Anyway, Andy. It's an eclectic thing with a dance, but you can keep it all in here. Okay. All done? Yes. I'm all done. This is a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>